0: You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins.
1: Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl
0: Henry. Hello and welcome to the final Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare before Christmas Day. I don't know about you, but it is my favourite meal of the whole year. I absolutely love Christmas dinner. And this year, the stress is on. I'm cooking the Christmas dinner for the first time ever. I'm trying to plan it out. I have all the cookbooks out. So the pressure is well and truly on. I hope you've all your presents bought. I hope you've been good. And Santa's going to bring you lots of lovely things. I wanted to bring you a really Christmassy episode. And I got thinking, what do people really need around this time of year? That what can we bring them that's going to improve their Christmas day and ensure they have the best Christmas day yet. And, well, I got thinking about people and in-laws and cousins and the typical Christmas day row, basically, that people pretty much always have. That in itself can be really stressful. Having people around your house that aren't normally there, going to someone else's house that you might not like for the sake of a partner... There's a huge amount of stress that comes with the Christmas Day experience, whether you're cooking it, whether you're attending it. But how can you deal with that stress? What can you do to make it better? What can you do to reduce it or to handle it? Is there... I was going to say a code of ethics, that's not quite the right word, but is there a code of things that you can do? Or is there, you know, should people leave by a certain time? Should they arrive by a certain time? Is there things that you can do at the dinner table to make things a little bit more enjoyable? Because you know what? It is Christmas. We've all worked super hard this year and we want to have the best Christmas day yet. So with that in mind, I contacted a friend of the show, Neil O'Brien, psychologist and coach, to come into the studio and give us his tips for what he would recommend to all our fabulous listeners. Neil O'Brien, welcome back to the Real Health Podcast. Thank you, Carl. Great
1: to be here. Thank you very
0: much. How are you set
1: for Christmas? Let's
0: forget about everybody yeah, else for a well, minute.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I have finished work now and... Uh, you know I, I maybe it's just something about the roles we adopt in the house for christmas you know so i'm i'm i, I know my limitations when it comes to cooking etc so so i'm going to be the hooverer, the tidier the lift and the carry and the shove and the pushing uh, and i'm very happy to do that at least i feel i'm making a contribution you know so <laughs> that, that's I'm, I'm happy to just do the stuff you know light the fire get everything set and and if I'm handed a list, I'll be world class uh, with that list. So that's my. So
0: you're a you're a doer. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're like someone with a plan that's come along and say, "Do this, do this, do this," and that makes you ha- that reduces your stress levels.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that yeah, that's. I mean, there's a tip straight away. So so that like to do list almost would represent a plan for me, you know. And I've I've got something to compete with now, you know. So almost the, the quicker I get this done, the quicker I can then crash you know and watch <laughs> a stupid movie or something, so that that's kind of and and uh, uh, yeah, another thing would be maybe I'm a morning person, so i i'd I'd get up, have something to eat, and then go at it, then you know, so um no i yeah that that's how it's gonna break down in our house uh Angela's amazing cook and amazing at all of that so so that's yeah that's kind of the rose and then my family then would be somewhere in the middle but but going back to in-laws and visitors and all that i think it's no harm to give everybody a little job to do as you know get, put people in charge of something you know because people like that as well yeah and it it breaks the ice and it you see that it, it that is one that's the first tip you'd give anybody when they have to deal with pressure okay so so to me from now till christmas day might be stressful for people so that's that's so that's we we'll talk about stress maybe in a moment but then on the day stress then morphs into pressure basically the difference between the two is that pressure is like stress with the deadline or there's something at stake now so that's like on the day it can then become pressure you know so so how you handle both of those two things are slightly differently so I, I think actually without without losing the run of myself i think almost now is a good time to try and gradually get into the mode for coping with christmas day you know rather than that morning you know i, I think there's things maybe we could do between now and then that just might like a pressure cooker for you know cooking a christmas pud, is can we let some steam out every so often between now and christmas first uh christmas day and then and then we can talk about christmas day in a moment so uh but yeah to answer your question at home everything seems to be under control for the moment
0: is there an element of perfection based around christmas now has christmas become have we got back into that 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 the Celtic Tiger era of the Joneses. I think when the boom was here all those years ago, it was all, it was, everyone was competing for like the biggest Christmas tree and the biggest lit up house and the biggest everything and (laughs) almost like the biggest present that you could give someone. It was all very much about the biggest and the best and the showiest and that's, you know, how it was. And then the crash kicked in and all of a sudden it was about, it was about yourself and it was about feeling good and it was about, you know, the size of uh, things were irrelevant. I think people forgot about that. Are we going yeah. back to the time where it is very much competition? People feeling competition with their neighbors, with their spouses, with yes. their brother or sister-in-laws, um, or but just like that competitive component and the, and the stress of trying to have the tree and the lights perfect and the, 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 the yeah. crystal wine glasses out. Is yeah. there that component? You know, is perfectionism back? Is it a stress? And if people have it, how can they deal with that? How, how, what ways can they? Step back a little bit and realize it's a glass, as opposed. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, exactly. there, there are bigger things and yeah, issues in the exactly. world. Uh,
1: no, I think it's I think it's a great point you make because it's it's then what what you've just done there is you're using Christmas almost as an example of life again. You know, it's it's just an example of it. So, so during the boom times, we lost the run of ourselves in relation to we moved away from the basics of everything. We wanted sophistication and competition and impressiveness, you know. That, that was that was the boom. Th- then, the, then the crash happened, which meant that overnight, virtually for most of us, I think success got redefined then. We were right back to basics. So I think perhaps Christmas Day during the crash was, we're all sitting around looking at each other, hopefully we had something decent enough to eat. And isn't it great? We're together. We're all well, you know, and we have a bit of food, you know, isn't that fantastic? And so that was that was back to basics, which is how, in a way, it should always be. But now, yeah, we're back to the word I would use, actually. Yes, perfectionism isn't part of it. I think it's also, though. It's trying to impress people again. Are we back to that again? You know, this this whole thing of, of impressing and trying to do everything amazingly well. I think in my travels and in the work that you and I do together and in my corporate work, I think we are coming back to trying to impress again. So, so that's then based on a belief of not being good enough, you know. So if we don't have three types of cranberry... You Know, sauce. Am <laughs> I not good enough? You know, I think I, you know, without getting too deep into it, I think that could be part of it. You know, it's um, it's
0: a euph- euphemism for lots of other stuff in life. The cramp, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I think, I think it's uh, let's not try to impress people again. It, it's it's great we're together, you know, and there will be the occasional flashpoint of a row, of course, and all of that. Um, and going back to something you mentioned a moment ago about we're talking about the to-do list and having a plan. I I think that can be useful for Christmas Day to almost, particularly people who may be doing it for the first time, is to almost flag up the day for, so come on, you know, arrive around 12, we'll be eating around 2, blah, blah, blah. God, we might go for a walk at 5, you know, so we're building in and, and, you know, kind of a joke, and then we'll be kicking you out at 7, you know. So (coughs) even if that's in a text for a bit of crack, at least now we've something in place. We've something to fall back. We are all can't stand the side, of so each other. We can all go for a walk at five. <laughs> it might be in 10 different directions, but we could go for a walk. So I think, I, I think to put down a little bit of structure, something for people so they don't feel under pressure that we sit around in a circle in, in the good room and all look at each other and wonder what will we talk about next. So I think a little bit of kind of informal structure, whether we need it or not. I think, could be a good tool to have,
0: yeah. I think that that's the first key tip, really, is that build the plan. Build a yes. Christmas Day plan. Yeah, Tell everybody what it is, and it gives the day a structure. So if you have that yeah. aunt who always gets drunk and overstays her welcome, well then, at least there's a structure in place, and everyone yes. knows, it's right, it's 7 o'clock, it's time to go, or whatever yes. that, 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 that the time may be. Yeah. Is the friction of Christmas, Christmas Day Natural is it? Is there always going to be a bit of friction there with somebody yeah. or something? Is that is that yeah. normal? A, a normal
1: yes. occurrence? I think it is. I I think because look, look what we're trying to do. We're we're giving somebody a present. We hope they like. You know, even though they might have picked it out for us, there's a certain amount of pressure around and trying to please and all of that, I think, wrapped up in the whole thing. Like, personally, I'm not a fan of Christmas. I don't like really? it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm at my most Christmassy, probably at about 7 p.m. on Christmas Day in our house. At that point, the whole thing is done then. And then I love the rest of the Christmas break then. And, and it, it, I think going back for my parents, for myself and my brother were young. I think Christmas was probably a, a difficult time for them financially. I think they were they were under pressure financially most of the time. And then I think Christmas then kind of really brought that to a head for them. And I think I think I still sometimes feel nowadays, I still feel that tension of Christmas and presents and have we got enough and we're not going to disappoint anybody and are we all okay with what we got, you know? So, so uh, yeah, I think there's a bit of that still lingering with me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, so I'm quite happy when it's, when it's done. I think other people perhaps dislike Christmas because it's kind of a, forced and contrived, you know, um, merriment, which brings Everything's brilliant. Pre- yeah. Everyone
0: gets on with every- and it's the band, you know, yeah, it exactly. so much for... And, and, yeah, yeah it's all I, of it. I
1: love you, you know, do you <laughs> really well, you know, the other 360 days a year <laughs> would contradict that. So it's, yeah, I, I think the day itself um, can be tricky, yeah. So
0: let's talk through that then. So every, every household and everyone listening in, every household is going to have one person. At least, or there be one, there be one dynamic between two people that's going to be like that. It'll be awkward, and yes. you know it's going to be awkward, yes. and it's, and everyone knows it's going to be awkward. Yeah. Let's talk through some tips for dealing with that. Sure. Is there a way to handle it? Is there a way to maybe diffuse it a little bit? You, yes. I'll adopt one of, my, one of my really annoying personal trainer phrases that I use time, which is <laughs> go like go "kill it, it with kindness." Like yes. that, that, that yeah, you, yeah. you take the sting out of it by. You Know yeah. if there was a rogue during the year when the person walks in the room, you give them the biggest hug ever, and yes. you know, if you have to have a bottle of whatever into you before you do that, well, then <laughs> that may be okay, yeah. But are there ways to manage that tension? That, that's all that's what I'm really trying to ask you,
1: yeah. I, I think there are, but I would also draw the line though, because remember, we're still a family, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we'll still be in touch the following week and the following week and the following week. So, in other words, I don't think we roll over completely either. So, I, I think the first thing to say would be would be to pick your battles wisely you know so if somebody has is having a go and they're on a rant and they're being unreasonable or whatever really difficult about something i I think you do have to also stand your ground a little bit i think that's the first thing you know is to is is to decide that you know you're not going to let somebody away with everything you know one or two things maybe uh, i'm not going to let them away with and then after that it's 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 yeah. So you're to me that's the big hug as they come in the door. Give them a job to do. Make them feel like they've something to be, something to be doing, and they're part of the thing. Uh, I think timeouts as well. Go out, go out to the kitchen, you know, and, and kick the fridge. Maybe <laughs> might be useful too. Um, breathing, you know, all of so now we're now we're back into classic stress management techniques now, which is keep it in perspective, you know, have a breath. Uh, the, the the great bumper sticker for stress management is is calm the body and the mind will follow you know so 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 if, if you are kind of stewing inside you know it's, it's can you do can you just change your posture a little bit can you do a little bit of breathing and you go for a walk or we'll walk up the, down the stairs five times the body has the answer you'll you'll know from your work and even though i'm I'm in the mental end of things uh, i have to concede and and admit and agree that that physical has the answer mostly. So so the body has the answer usually. So so.
0: even a big walk that before the whole dinner kicks off, get out and walk, get out and run. I, I I, for no, not argumentative reasons whatsoever... I run for about an hour and a half every Christmas day. That's my thing. I get yes. up in the morning with my Santa yes. hat on and out I go. Yes. Because then I can enjoy the extra treats and not worry about it. Yeah. But <laughs> getting some movement on that yeah. morning is a really good way of de-stressing. I've taken, yes. like there's, they're chatting about the, the earlier on about the cooker, but taking the pressure, taking the steam yes. out of the situation. Yeah,
1: like exactly. The pressure cooker or the radiator, you know, just bleed, bleeding the radiator every so often. I'd love to do a study. Here's one, just as you're talking. I'd love to do a study. You get almost uh, some time on because, you know, on Christmas morning now, there are great charity events, and I wonder, wonder what their, those houses are like. So somebody has gone gone out, they've had a swim, they've done a run, they've run a mile, or a swim, or whatever, uh, which is wonderful. It's a good thing to do anyway. And then when then they come back, there must be an amazing buzz then around that. So so maybe we could all adopt our own smaller version of that if we haven't got time for the big stuff. I think there's there's a definite study there
0: of the effects of that. On Christmas Day in some households, the, 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 yeah. the reduction in rows. Let's let's talk about topics then for this year that maybe you shouldn't bring up at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, politics is an obvious one straight off the bat. Yes, without a doubt. Yes, because people are very passionate.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's you know Brexit and all that is 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 is, is constant. It's relentless, isn't it? And. Uh, so yeah, I think politics uh, is is always one to avoid. Um, certain like celebrities and certain stuff like that can be can be a dodgy area to get into too, and like, we don't want to kind of you know. It's sterilized the whole thing either but but I think I, I, it would be a nice time for us to talk about each other and talk about the year we've had and talk about you know what we might do differently next year this is This is the coach coming out <laughs> in me now, you know, even on Christmas day, you know <laughs> can we talk about next year for a minute? Um, but it, Christmas should be a celebration. Can we can we talk about stuff that we we managed to pull off during the year? You know,
0: um, and presumably avoid things like children and how children are schooled or raised or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's an obvious. That's, yeah, that that's a
1: time bomb right there. Yeah, so that see that's that's parenting. That, that that that's somebody kind of commenting on what sort of a parent I am.
0: You know, what I'm, do you do? This is a really interesting one. I'm actually, actually going to pull you to parenting uh, right. now. you, you, right. you steer Here me that go. way a little bit. Right. Yeah. There's got to be people around the country, right, who have uh, people coming over who have young kids. Yeah. Yeah. And let's say, for example, that the kid, the, the child mightn't be well behaved. Yeah. In your house. Yeah. And the parents are oblivious. Yes. What do you do?
1: Oh boy! There we go. <laughs> that's a million dollar that's, question. That's the big one. Yeah, we could do five <laughs> podcasts on that one, actually.
0: <laughs> because presumably that's got to be a cause. Of, what did you say to my? You know, what did you say to my son? I, or the, there's got that's got to be a cause of friction as well. But wh- like what, how do you get around that? The kid is kick, kicking lumps out of the dog, or you know, yeah. it's pulling the Christmas tree down, yeah, or, tearing the place. Whatever.
1: Well, you see, uh, no, I think it's quite simple in a way. I mean, if somebody comes to your house. They're in your house, you know, so that's that's the first thing is 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 you're here for the day or the afternoon. So please respect, you know, this is our house. Whatever you do at home is entirely up to you. So I think that's that's the fundamental point, isn't it? That that we still expect a certain amount of respect for, for where we are. Um, but but after that, then I think. Now you're getting into, you know, the area of current day parenting versus perhaps, dare I say it, how you and I were brought up, you know, so parenting now has shifted on four or five levels from 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 the parenting that maybe I received, you know. So so that inevitably is going to create a comparison. Oh, in our day now, we wouldn't (laughs) let we wouldn't let Sean do that in my day, you know. So and I think one one of the great challenges and speaking as a parent, one of the great challenges uh, and one of the missions has always been. And this is no reflection of my parents, but I think when you become a parent, I think one of the things most parents decide then is, well, I'm going to do way better than my parents did for me. So I think sometimes we can then rush to the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, in an attempt just simply to be different or better. Um, So...
0: Yeah, it's, it's you, presumably you pull them away from the group. If, if it is, a, if you yeah. take the parent out of the room, do it outside. Yeah, look, come on. Do it look, you know, yeah, no offense, but other people are
1: getting upset or tense or it's, you know, it's it's not relaxing. We're hoping to have a relaxing day. So to talk about the effect it's having rather than me versus you. You're a bad parent. You're not doing it my way. It's just, you know, the effect they, they may see parents, I guess, kind of have taught themselves to tune out of 80% of the stuff that the child might be doing. You see it every day in coffee shops and all that, you know, where children are running riot and for the parent, it's a chance to just sit and have a cup of coffee. So so I think it's to talk about the effect it's having because maybe the parents have become a bit immune to that. So it's just the effect it's having on the room or the house. You know, come on, a bit of a bit of fair play here. It's nothing about any individuals involved. It's just the effect it's having. I think is, is a, a fair approach, depending on the response you get to that <laughs> now. It could be interesting, but that's what, what more can you do except
0: kind of speak about it in those terms, I think. And I'm pr- presumably it's a it, it's responsibility of the parents then to tire the child, maybe the, the child out before. They get to the house. So if there's yeah. a playground, if there's a whatever, you know, as we talked exactly. about earlier, exactly. exercise, whether it's for a child or for an adult. Yeah, exactly. uh, it's a, it, it, it takes the sting out of things and it'll, exactly. it'll tire people out, which but, is good. But, but that, you do raise a
1: good point, though, I think, which is it, when a child arrives, the child has their own routine for the day. They have to have a nap at three. They have to have this. They have to. So now we—it's like we've two routines clashing now. Oh well, we wanted to eat at three, so you know, could we delay the nap, sort of thing, where you know? So that's isn't that really the? Now we're back to the, the prep before the day or two beforehand. This is what we're planning on doing. How does that fit in with the nap or the feed or you know whatever? So and it's, plan it out, make it work. Just, just yeah, give everybody a chance to to. To have most of the priorities met on the day, you know, so that isn't that it. But we all we all have two core things we want to get maybe from the day. So let, let's just make sure we all know what they are for each other. And then after that, we'll we'll love the hell out of each other or, or have World War Three.
0: <laughs> Folks, you're listening to uh, the Christmas Day Survival Guide uh, of the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Neil O'Brien. Um, let's pull it away from Christmas Day mm. for a sec. So, in-laws, uh, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws. Is there nearly always bound to be some kind of friction there anyway? Like, we look yeah. towards, we look across the water, uh, Meghan Markle and Kate. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's reading it. Um, there seems to be a whole load of of, of, <laughs> of friction uh, yeah. going on there. And, it, you know... The, is it naturally going to be difficult to get along? Is that just something we have to accept and something that it's, just, it's going to be that way? Yes. And just deal
1: with it. That is how it's going uh, to be. So here, here's the thing with in-laws and relationships and, by the way, friends and all of that, is when two couples come together for a dinner or a, or a Christmas day or whatever, what you have now is you have two sets of values coming together. Uh, which may not match up. So, so one couple's most important value, you know, could be, could be to relax on the day. The most important value could be to have great, you know, loads of something to drink or whatever. So it's a clash of values, you see, rather than anything else. So what that means is nobody is ever wrong. So, so if some people put parenting number one thing, and another couple of parents have have you know parenting number three or four on their list, but there's other stuff they write. Ne- neither group are wrong. Both groups are right. It's like the age-old thing of the optimist and the pessimist are both right. You know, but they have to get on with each other. So it's how do we. Work that through with our in-laws, you know, over our lifetime. That that's that it's like a marriage. It's two two individuals come together with a different set of values, and the marriage is all about um how we kind of work through all that together in our relationship. So what, what's the great expression that no nobody ever said you were going to get on, you know, nobody ever. That was never part of the contract. It's how we work through our different set of values. So sometimes Angela and I, uh, you know, have a certain kind of ethos and, and ethics and all of that around parenting. And we look at other people and, and they might parent their children differently. And if we're not careful, we could rush to judgment, you know, about all of that. But it's, it's just simply a
0: different set of values. It's very simple. And actually, it's a very simple way of seeing it. that I think a lot of people wouldn't have thought about with it's exactly that. It's two sets of values clashing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, that's all fine. You and I sitting here very calm (laughs) and we're drinking water and everything is cool. You know, so that's it's all. Yes, I would hope that it is that simple and that straightforward. But but hey, come back to it again at Christmas. See, the danger in a way on Christmas Day is we go at 180 miles an hour until midnight on Christmas Eve. And then we get up on Christmas Day. Probably the most tired we've been all year. Maybe. So now we have, you could argue, the most pressurized, in a way, day of the year meets the most tired version of me. So now I'm looking at my in-laws, you know, all this calm, rational stuff you and I are talking about now could go out there. So so really, the part of this is about what can we do between now and Christmas, you know, beforehand, the preventative stuff um, so that we're not a basket case by noon on Christmas Day. You know, because then, of course, we'll react to stuff. Of course we will. So we know enough now. You you and I know enough from our work, I think, for me to say that we've learned that from a stress point of view, stopping is not recovering. So it's not enough. Just stopping work for a break at Christmas isn't enough to replace energy. Just stopping work for a weekend. So go, 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 go. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, crash on a Friday night uh, and crash kind of for Saturday and Sunday, knowing there's another hectic week coming, just just that just stopping for the weekend. That person by 11 o'clock on Monday morning will be as tired as they were at four o'clock that Friday afternoon, previous Friday afternoon. So so it's what can we do for ourselves even between now and Christmas? That's already letting the pressure out of the system, but already getting some of our mojo back. And some of our replacing lost energy back. So, so I think I think it's now is when Christmas Day starts. Really, is is um, Christmas Day? I think should be as simple as possible. We're all together. We've made it through another year. You know all that stuff we talked about earlier on. We don't have to impress anybody. To, Carl, you won't have to impress anybody when you're cooking on Christmas <laughs> Day. Um, my, but, mo-
0: my mother's a phenomenal cook. I've got to yeah, impress her, uh, her when she okay. comes over. That's for that's, sure. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so then you should practice, and you should practice between now and Christmas. But that—that's the point, isn't it? Is that we don't crash and burn uh, the night before Christmas Day.
0: And, and I suppose, it, in some respects, it might be nice that this, for someone to to take the lead is 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 probably the best way I can express it on Christmas Day, and that at the dinner, why not stand up and say, you yeah. know what? Life is about simplicity. It's about yeah. we're all safe. We've had a great year. We're exactly. lucky. We've a, we've a lovely home. Great friends. It's about simplicity. And we're really thankful to have all you. You know that by leading it, by by people love a leader. I yes. Yeah. And in a situation like like Christmas Day, it might, there is potentially a way of that could be the way of doing it. That you lead yeah. by you by standing up, make a little toast, and say, you know what, it's exactly. been a great year. We're really thankful for the simple stuff and da da da. And that could be a nice way to do it. I think your point about crashing and burning. Over Christmas is actually really good. I want to pick up on that for a sec hmm. because people do that. I hmm. have done that this year. I am probably <laughs> close to doing it too. Uh, <laughs> in the fact that people um, today they tune into the podcast if they tune in on the fr- on, on the Friday, people are at exactly that point. This is like this yeah. is like the final day of the year for so many people because yeah. of the way Christmas falls. They're wrapping up work. They're not going into work on Monday. Christmas Day is Tuesday. Um, they've done exactly what you said. Yeah. They've worked towards this day, and then they're gonna—they just plan on downing tools, and 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 picking themselves back up in a week's time, or a yes. week and a half time, or two weeks time when they go back to work. Yes, yeah. And it's cyclical, and it happens because and then before they know it, they're one or two weeks in in January, and they feel exactly the same as they did before. Exactly. Yeah. How can we yeah. get around that? How yeah. do how do people get around that? Well, that,
1: what you have to do first is look at how stress affects us. So stress affects us three, in three ways. First thing is we get mentally tired first and then physically tired. Second thing is we've short-term memory loss. So I've got to buy so-and-so a present. You know, oh, my God, if I, don't, if I don't have a list, I'm not going to remember. So stress affects our short-term memory. And the third thing it affects then is our ability to problem-solve and even think creatively. So, so what stress does to us is that it, it it returns us to a primitive life force and we're in survival mode. So you hear, you know, we talk about surviving Christmas, surviving the run up to Christmas, the madness of Christmas. So, so that's what stress will do to us. We'll forget stuff. We, we'll be kind of mentally tired at 10 o'clock in the morning. We, we forget things. I have to be reminded to get that present for somebody all the time. And we can't think of any solutions or any good ideas for anything. So that, that's what's happening to us all the time. So we're now in survival mode. So, so the thing about improving all of that and, 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 and performing better is to pace ourselves. And by pacing ourselves is to build tiny, t- even micro breaks into our day, into our routine, you like tiny little breaks during the day. Like when I when I would work in the corporate world with business people who are under pressure and heading for burnout and all that, we, we would build a, a two minute break every hour into their day. So every hour during the day, they have to do a deliberate two minute pit stop to just try and get a sense of control back. And there's there's the word. So stress uh, is cumulative, it, it builds and builds, um, but it is reduced by a sense of control and even the illusion of control. Even if, even if I think I'm more in control now than I was yesterday, e- even that is enough. So, so essentially between now and Christmas Day, it's about building in short little breaks during the day going for a walk around the block at night time hopping on the exercise bike the treadmill for even five minutes, like anything for five minutes now as you'll see you're hearing me list these things off I, I like to list physical things you know rather than men- mental stuff so, so I think if we're already a bit frazzled mentally why would we do more mental you know so I, I, th- I think something physical is important so it's can we pace ourselves a little bit better Um, between now and Christmas and then so that's how stress affects it pressure then makes us go faster it makes us go inwards on doubts I'm going to come to you now in a second. Uh, and, it, and it makes us then think about worst case scenario. So that's what pressure does to us. So the first thing is we go faster. Quick, 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 quick. What time is it? Oh, my God, my mother is due for lunch now food. Is that the time? Why didn't you tell me that was the time to go faster, 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 faster? Second thing is we go inwards and downs. Oh, this isn't going to work. She's going to hate these Brussels sprouts. You know, this is not the way. And then worst case scenario then is this is going to be a disaster. Like this is going to be the worst Christmas ever. So that's what pressure does to us then. And you can apply that to any part of life and sport as well believe it or not so then pressure is slow down a little bit right just hold on a second now so now look what we're doing we're creating a sense of control again i'm just slowing down this now a little bit and we're back to it again the second thing about pressure is give yourself a job to do that you can finish you know something easy to do only takes five minutes or less and you finish it now all of a sudden oh that's okay now i've that covered I'm grand. So now my mood, see overwhelmed is just simply a mood. So now my mood is starting to improve now and I don't feel as bad as I felt five minutes ago simply because it's almost ridiculous simply because I just finished something.
0: There's nothing like finishing something. Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. mowing the grass, instant yeah. <laughs> gratification, cleaning the car. It's that principle. Yeah. It's start, you know, dirty, <laughs> clean, it, finish. It's like it's instant. Yeah. And it it whether it doesn't matter what it is. It's just the simplicity no. of finishing something, whether it's a one kilometer okay. walk or whether it's the starter for the dinner on Christmas Day or whatever, maybe exactly. or wrapping or you know, even wrapping something is quite, you know.
1: Yeah, it's done. Mindful. It's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but that now we know from a science point of view. That finishing something uh, releases dopamine into our brain, which is the motivation chemical. So when we finish something, then we feel more motivated to move on to the next thing. So, so even wrapping that present has a value, believe it or not. Now, you know, doing a nice job on it, um, doing it properly ha- has a value for whatever it is I, w- I want to come next. So that's the whole thing nowadays of micro habits and micro jobs which is do something really small and that'll help you do something bigger here's, here's a really mad one a really mad one for everybody for work if the next time they're on work is to start their to-do list for the next day that list starts with two things they've already done To come into work the next day, you take out your to-do list and you cross off the two things you know are already done, but your brain doesn't know. You know, it doesn't know so much. So it just thinks you've had a great start to the day. And life is good. Life is good. And now I feel more motivated
0: somehow. So, folks, from today's episode, I hope the key thing you'll have gotten is listing, planning, um, delegating uh, are key tools to surviving Christmas Day. Uh, Minding yourself is really important too over the course of the next couple of days and over the course of that Christmas break, putting things in place for something that maybe this time next year you're not feeling quite as wrecked or quite as tired or quite as stressed out and it's to mind yourself a little bit more. But the same things apply about planning and structure and uh, you know if something seems too big be it the Christmas dinner like my own uh, it's just broken down into small manageable steps with a pen and paper and a list like I have at home of what to do and my timings and that makes it all seem kind of doable and quite nice and friendly and all the rest of it folks above all have a wonderful wonderful Christmas day thank you so much for listening into the Real Health Podcast over the course of the last couple of months we have one more episode coming before the year is out Uh, you're going to absolutely love it it's about how to set the right new year's resolutions and we've two amazing guests in studio to talk to you all about that as well as always do rate and review and keep the feedback coming we've had some great feedback over the last couple of episodes one of the feedback tips neil was um someone <laughs> said uh, carl is getting better at, at not uh, repeating what i've gu- what his guests have said and i was like okay that's actually really <laughs> constructive i had to read it two or three times I was like you yes. know what Good that was a back. brilliant point it yeah, was because yeah. it was and i listened back to some episodes and i was doing that so yeah. hopefully um whoever wrote that uh, message to us on uh, itunes is a little bit happier after today's episode but thank you for the feedback it certainly means a huge amount above all folks have the most amazing christmas day have fun and uh, and thank you so much for listening to the real health podcast in association with Leia healthcare thanks Mel. it's long of all
1: It's good to live proud sponsor of the real health podcast with Carl Henry.